This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Peretz podcast. We are in the month of Kislev. This month, with those beautiful romantic moons and those long nights, have an incredible energy. The energy of this month is revealing that which is hidden. It also was called the month of dreams. In this month, much of the Torah portions that are read deal with the dreamers and dreams of Genesis, highlighted by those of Joseph thinking about the future and Pharaoh thinking about dealing with the situations at hand. This month has this incredible feeling of dreams, and as we hit the new moon and the full moon, let's get our dream cap on and think a little bit about what dreams are and how they are relevant to us. Dreams have been showing up in conversations and in mythology for eons. You go back to Greek mythology, filled with dreams. Modern times as well have dreams central to great inspiration, whether it's the great talk by Martin Luther King Jr., or whether it's Jack Kerouac saying, all human beings are dream beings. Dreams ties mankind together. And then you look on modern psychology and its development, dream plays such an important role. Of course, Freud used dreams deeply and and uh, Jung uses dreams, all in benefit of developing modern psychology, that when today you look at modern psychology sites and looking for ideas and benefits of thinking about your dreams, you find that dreams are super important to mental health and even physical health and, and emotional well-being, etc. So dreams is really something that is about finding this depth of self that modern psychology finds super important in understanding where a person's holding in life. So you can imagine if it's like this in the world, it's certainly like this in the Jewish world, which sees itself as a microcosm of everything happening. There's really something to add value to in every conversation for a Jewish person. So where do we add value and how do we understand dreams? So I was thinking about this idea for a while now because I always wonder the role of dreams in my life. I may not have the dreams of Joseph or the dreams of Pharaoh for that matter, but we all dream both in the daytime where we think about our potential and what we could build in this world, and both at nighttime, dreaming, making sense of our balance. Earlier this year, I did a podcast on Yom Kippur about the five levels of soul, and it got me really thinking about using the five levels of soul as a way to express and explain much of what happens in your life and on what level it's connected to. And when you know that, you can make sense of what's happening on a clearer basis. So by knowing simply what your soul is, you can get closer to what parts of the soul you're connected to. And when you're connected to parts in your soul, you can draw energy from it to really make something of yourself. So when a person is conceived by their parents, that is not yet when they fully committed to a certain soul. The way it works is, is right when you're conceived, a soul is designated, like you're gonna pair up with that body. And it's only when the child is born that that connection is fully embraced. 
And once it's fully embraced that this is going to be a partnership and what a wonderful partnership it'll be, it starts growing as the child grows. They parallel one another up until the age of maturity and puberty, which is related to the bar and bat mitzvah, where the soul and the body are completely solidified. And the reason why this narrative plays out so seemingly rational in Jewish tradition and in Kabbalah is because the soul is the animator of the body, which means that within the soul are deep recesses of ideas and energy. So it has recessed energy for sight and for smell and for hearing and for intellect and emotion. It's all within the soul. But within the soul, they're burning and pulsating, filled with energy nonstop. But when they're expressed in the body, they're expressed into each faculty to the amount that it's capable of. So as the body grows and the body deals with its senses and it develops, it's really the soul energy manifesting in different parts of your psyche and different parts of your senses and your tool set. So in this development that we have with body and soul, you really have this back and forth connection of how things connect with what you're experiencing and what you're sensing and how you're developing those senses. We may not all often see them. We see the body as its own vitality, but it's not too hard to meditate on the body and realize that the body's energy itself isn't onto itself. Just on its basic level, it needs to consume in order to exist. It can't exist on its own energy. Whereas a soul exists by virtue of being a soul, by virtue of being connected to the infinite divine energy of creation. So these levels and these ideas are what's going to help us understand what a soul is and especially as it relates to dreams. Because when a person is in their most potential state, like a child is in a great potential state, but that potential to reality is a huge shift. In the potential state, you could be very soulful and super let's call it a super spiritual, like a child could be, and super imaginative. But at the same time, when the potential comes to reality, then there's the bottom line of getting things done. And it's less about the imagination and the spiritual, and it's about the realistic reality that you need to deal with on a given-to-given moment. So when you become an adult and you start living in your reality way more than in your potential, the time to develop our imagination is difficult. It's really a hard thing to do because you're dealing with reality all the time, not this thinking creative uh, energy that you want to deal with. And I thought about this even more that we've been doing these conversations about Shabbat and the last seven podcasts have been about different ways of understanding Shabbat. And the biggest part of it is stimulating this drawing of soul and this ability to be able to harness the creativity of the soul. So there's many ways for this to be done, but one of the ways that this is done is simply by going to sleep and by putting yourself in a dream state. How does one have a dream state and how does one decipher what these dreams are? Let's put on the side for a minute. Let's first talk about dreams as it relates to the soul. Because the parallel we're making here is that when you're dreaming, what happens is your soul doesn't need to go to sleep. Your soul doesn't actual sleep or rest. It doesn't need rejuvenation. Your body is the one, since it is living off the soul's energy and off fuel from the world, and it has to consume and digest. So therefore, it needs to reset and rejuvenate, and it really needs to be able to create this engine that is constantly going within the cycle of nature. So when the body rests, the soul is less active or it's less animated. So when it's less animated into the body, then the body now is not as much 
capable of processing. So it's not like when you're sleeping, you're not alive, you're alive and your eyes work and your ears work, etc. But it's in a very faint level because the soul is not fully invested in it because it can't animate it right now. It has to allow the body to go through its process as well. So what happens during that time is when the soul and body are more in a state of potential, what we call sleep, then what happens is the imagination faculty is activated and that's what we call dreams. But dreams happen on several different levels of the soul. If your soul is only activated on a lower level, what does it mean it's activated on a lower level? Meaning like you haven't done a lot of spiritual work, it's going to be hard to have a very deep imagination as it relates to soul. However, since your soul operates on all levels, whether or not you've uncovered it or not, you're still capable of getting there just by hoping for it and feeling for it because it really is there. So how do how do we contextualize all this that we're saying is we'll do it through these five layers of soul. First layer of soul is called the nefesh. The nefesh, or the vitality soul, the biological soul, relates to this idea that your blood brings you vitality. We have not yet been able to synthesize blood, so you're really living off this kind of like magical uh, liquid within your body that allows you to be, and it's able to nurture your, you entirely. Whereas uh, a mom's blood is uh, is able to turn into a form of milk to, to give the child nourishment that has such great vitality. In spiritual terms, this is called the vitality soul, the nefesh. All, all things living in the world have this level of soul, access to this level of soul. So on this level, these uh, relate to dreamlike state of vitality, whether it's uh, dreaming of food or lack thereof, or nourishment, or things that relate to the body. These are not existential dreams. Think about it. It's not a, you're, you're dreaming of a great waterfall. It's not an existential dream. It just means you got to get up and go to the restroom. There's a certain type of connection between our physicality and dreams that is on the biological level of soul. And on this level, this light animated level, these dreams are merely there processing the body's work. And speaking of this processing of work, that really happens on the next level of soul, which is called the Ruach level or emotional level of soul. This level is all about the, let's call it expressed or repressed emotions that a person have. On this soul level, these emotions are suppressed while sleeping, right? When you sleep, you're not in this great state of anger or love or emotional state. Essentially, your emotions are somewhat dimly lit while you're sleeping. However, on a dreamlike level, they could be very vibrant and you can happen to try to deal with and blend these un, un, unexamined emotions and underdeveloped emotions that comes up in dreams. So that would be this second level of soul, this Ruach state that in a dream state, you can have emotional dreams and these dreams relate to this level of soul, just a little deeper, right? So the third level of soul is called Nishama. Neshama, the human soul, the intellectual soul, is really what sets us apart as human beings, being able to think about the future, being able to process information in a uniquely human way. So this leads us to understanding different things about the neshama, about the soul, as it relates specifically to human beings versus anything else that dreams in this world, mammals, reptiles, etc. So you have this human soul that what's a dreaming? We we do know that if you have a, an intellectual process that you're working through and you're trying to figure things out, often it's helpful to sleep on it and wake up with with actual 
you know, ideas of how to deal with these processes. It's their dreams are dreams or sleep. They're famous for figuring out intellectual problems. It's almost like the brain is working things out while you're sleeping because in the level of potential, there's way more data to work with to process things. So even if in the world it, it feels like there's a certain challenge with the uh, with the doom or gloom or I'm not able to understand this process. You can sleep and sometimes just the brain being able to sleep and dreamlike state, it's able to figure out how to deal with the the challenges that you're faced and uncover more solutions with all the information that you're being pro that you're processing. So these three levels, the nefesh level relating to like your biological needs and that are out not meant to be existential, just merely like information being processed. And the next two levels, Ruach Neshama, emotional and intellectual level, where your conscious and subconscious really begin to connect. During the day, it's very hard to process these type of ideas because our subconscious is really always going to be subservient to our conscious. It's sort of like we're consciously under the yoke of time when we're awake, but when we sleep, since our souls and our minds sort of leave the 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 room of time, the faculties of time become diminished. We're able to process a lot more in a lot less time, right? You can have these elaborate dreams that happen in seconds and milliseconds. So in these, in this obvious space, it's about the subconscious being able to express. And that connects us to so much of modern psychology, trying to process our subconscious emotions, especially the Freudian concepts and, and the Jungian concepts of processing the subconscious. This really happens on an Ashama level or on a Ruach level. So that's where the majority of dreams come from. So you could see that within those dreams, they're they're really trying to deal and connect with your recessed and subconscious elements of self and connect them to your conscious and purposeful level of self. It's when you hit the level four, level four here, Chaya level of soul, or what we call the transcendent soul, that things really start to leave what you're processing and going through and get into the world of messages. Like, am I receiving a message from beyond me? And since there's a level of soul chaya, which is transcendent, it's like what happens in transcendent is you're available for something that's beyond just what you have. So these are super rare dreams. People often can go, will go lifetimes without getting a dream-like state in the chaya level. The Torah, this, this next week's portion and in this month of Kislev has dreams recorded by Joseph and, and, uh, and his father Jacob and the king he has to serve under and Pharaoh. Joseph's dream is interesting because his dream is all about suns and stars and stalks of wheat. And he's telling his brothers in this dream, he's saying that this is not just uh, my neshama processing my ideas about who's in charge and who's going to be the future of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is actually a message to me saying that my ideology is going to work out. That's what the dream, that's how it's recorded in the Torah. So we know that that dream is not talking about dreams in general. It's talking about a higher level dream, a dream of transcendence where you're getting a divine signal that your ideas are worth pursuing and are mainstream. And when he has this type of insight that there's this type of level dream, he also becomes now able to identify dreams on that level. So when he meets Pharaoh later on in his life, when he's, he's in prison and he gets to come to the king to interpret the dream, the interpreters are struggling with the dream because they're looking 
looking at the dream as like, look, the dreams of Pharaoh represent doom and challenges and death, etc., because they're just assuming Pharaoh is processing the dreams on an emotional and intellectual level. Joseph comes and says, no, these aren't intellectual dreams. These are a higher level dreams. These are message dreams. These are higher transcendent dreams. And we learn from this that on this level, number one, most dreams that you have are not predictions, okay? They're processing things. So even if you feel like it's outside of what you were thinking about, they're usually about processing an opportunity. And number two, we learn from this kind of narrative of dreams that your dreams, especially the challenging ones, shouldn't scare you, but they should inspire you because at the low level, it's processing the type of fear that you suppress, which is allows you to un unsuppress it or bring it to the surface and your dream state and your mind is able to handle it. You're able to deal with this. So you should see this as it's an opportunity and an indicator of growth and you should be inspired to do better. Could you imagine having to face a real nightmare in real life? That sounds like the worst. So therefore, when you have a nightmare, you should be comforted by it that by experiencing it in a dream state, I can make sense of it and do may have an opportunity to do something better in a life. On a deeper level, Shabbat, which was the conversations that inspired a lot of this talk, Shabbat is also a time for dreams because it's a day where we let go of the body and we apply more to the soul. Now, of course, we feed the body and we pleasure the body and we have all the great things that come with it, but because you're not in tech and because you're sort of detached and unplugged from one element and you've plugged into a more soul-like state, you have the opportunity on Shabbat to have deeper dreams. So just putting it out there that these ideas all come to having that deeper dream, which comes to the highest level of soul known as the Yechida. Yechida, which really just means oneness or fully inclusive in your divine source. When you're trying to describe a Yechida dream, you only need one word, and the word is prophecy, right? You can get indicators and messages from outside yourself on a level of transcendence, and sometimes a tiny bit even on the level of intellect about processing many information. But when it's prophecy, you know it's prophecy. When you have a uh, an awareness, a oneness of soul, you know it is. And therefore, most people don't have that, actually. Very rare for that to happen. In fact, the age of prophecy has long not been a part of of day-to-day life and Jewish life especially, and uh, we don't call our leaders prophets, and we don't buy that in that sense because our generation is not the generation of the Yechidah soul. However, just because we're not that generation and we don't perceive prophecy doesn't mean that we can't have a yearning and desire to have that type of inclusive soul experience. And it's the only way to feel that yearning to have a deeper level to soul is to know that it exists. So this is scratching the surface on how the soul not only animates the body, but how it produces this type of dreamlike state, which could allow you hopefully to bring lots of different balance to the dreams that you have and to the information that you have. Let's look at this as a beginning of the conversation, and I'll continue the conversation next week. So if you'd like to ask any questions about dreams that we could hit up, please uh, send me a message at word at rabbiparrots.com. Thank you for tuning in. I hope we uh, got some uh, surface-level ideas of Jewish dreams because I'm just going to dive a little deeper, and hopefully next week we'll have a lot more to share. Looking forward to experiencing a dreamlike state with you. Looking forward to a month of dreams. Dream of great things. Turn your negative dreams into positive ones, and let's just make this world as dreamlike, utopic, and beautiful as we can and make the biggest effort we can to changing the world around us. Because if we consciously work on these things, then on our dream sub 
subconscious state will certainly be working on the infinite capacity to draw from soul energy and to impact the world around us. Looking forward to being in touch. All the best. Shem Tariti Aliyadi Hirsh